1: Hello and welcome
0: to the Lockdown Leafs Podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio. You can also catch me as the host of Leafs Lunch every Monday to Friday at noon on TSN 1050 AM Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Lockdown Leafs. If you like what you heard here today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. And once again, thank you so much for making Locked on Leafs, your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, we are a daily Maple Leafs podcast, so if you are part of Leafs Nation and a hardcore member of Leafs Nation, make sure you are locked right here on Locked on Leafs each and every day, and make sure you subscribe so you can get that content directly to your phone and make us your first listen of the day. All right, couple things to talk about today. First and foremost, we got to uh, got to talk about last night. Uh, their five-game winning streak gets snapped as they fall five to one to the LA Kings. You know, Jack Campbell wasn't as uh, as sharp as he's been in the past, but honestly, just you know, more defensive breakdowns, turnovers once again rearing its ugly head. Those same mistakes and those same problems that uh, that cost his team early on in the year really. Showed up again last night, um, so that you know that was a couple of issues. The the the, the top four um, zero offense at five on five. Jonathan Quick though was uh, unbelievable, kind of turning back the clocks. He was outstanding in last night's game as well. So we're gonna talk a little bit about this game also uh, tomorrow. The Maple Leafs taking on the Philadelphia Flyers, and I'm gonna have Rachel Donner and Russ Cohen of Locked On Flyers join me to kind of preview and tee up that game. Uh, there are some from no from uh, Leafs practice from earlier today as well that I'll go through but before I get to all that let's talk about uh, let's, let's dive a little deeper into last night's game. So, yeah, the, the Maple Leafs lost uh, f- 5 to 1 and you know, Campbell wasn't wasn't as sharp like I said. The first goal Um, you know okay yes it was a bad defensive breakdown Um, Timothy Lillard gets blown by by Trevor Moore who by the way admitted post game had some money on the board last night some money on the board and wanted to have a big game and, and he did you know got out to an early lead and you know Maple Leafs the slow starts again man like those slow starts always come back to haunt them and last night was another another example of starting slow and then having that persist throughout the game but uh, yeah, the the first goal wasn't great, you know. Campbell whiffing on the poke check, and then uh, Trevor Moore able to poke that pass him. And the second goal, again, another giveaway in the neutral zone, and then Muzzin gets beat by Athanasiu, and then he makes a hard uh, a hard power move to the net and and kind of flips it right through the arm of Jack Campbell. Another goal that I'm sure he wants back, and I know that he spoke after the game, and Jack said, you know that that that's on me. You know, I lost my team two points tonight. Clearly, he felt that it wasn't his best game after um, getting nominated as as the second star of the week. He wanted to have a better performance against his former team, uh, and he didn't. didn't play all too well. Gave up four goals on 28 shots. Um, all four goals, though, in high-danger scoring areas. The goals that were scored were, on average, 11 feet from the net. That's it the average this season is about 17 and a half feet. So, you know, the, the Maple Leafs didn't do a good job of keeping the net clear. The Kings were able to walk out in front of the goal and really do whatever they wanted. Uh, Phil Deneau was just outstanding. I mean, that guy had himself a game, two goals in assist and assist an 86% goals for ex, uh, expected goals for percentage. Um, you know, he was all over the place last night. He had a really, really good game. Um, but, Ultimately, it's really just the fact that the Maple Leafs consistently, uh, or inconsistently rather, aren't Playing to their full potential on a nightly basis. You know, we, we talked a lot about this a couple of days ago, how they play up to their opponents. They played up to the, the Tampa Bay Lightning a little bit. They played up to the Boston Bruins, but then played down to teams like the Detroit Red Wings last weekend and, and you know, down to the LA Kings, the the Drew Dowless LA Kings last night against uh against them. And it's just it's it's Really frustrating as as a fan. It's frustrating to see them, you know, go out there play so well, be on a five game winning streak, you know, convincingly beat uh, the Boston Bruins, and then come out the very next game two nights later and lose to the L.A. Kings. Who, granted, they are on a streak themselves. They're playing really good hockey. Jonathan Quick has been phenomenal, um, but still, you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that loss uh, on the column. You're hoping that. You know you were four and zero on the homestand. Let's try and finish it up and be a perfect five and zero. But unable to do so last night, uh, the Leafs gave up 17 slot shots, eight chances off the rush. You know they really held, uh, left Jack Campbell high and dry, um, and that's really been a big factor in a lot of their losses. It's that they're breaking down defensively when they when they tighten up and they don't allow a lot. You know, and Jack Campbell can see pucks and, you know, shots are being taken from the blue line and from the perimeter. Campbell's going to stop those. Campbell's going to be a Vesna-quality goaltender when it comes to that. But, uh, you know, Phil Deneau, he was up in his kitchen all night long, um, you know, scored the one off of the, the, the pizza giveaway by John Tavares. And then also that skate, that kicking goal, it's interesting. I, I really don't understand the, the, the skate, the you know, intentional skate kicking motion thing, I don't know, like I, to me, he, he intentionally kicked that puck, did it, like, did he lift his skate, no, I guess not, but he intentionally, um, moved his entire leg to kick at that puck and get it into the back of the net, um, that, that it just, man, that, that rule sometimes, I, I tell you guys, it bugs me, it Bugs me um, but yeah turnovers that was another big issue from last night but the slow starts obviously rearing its ugly head again so hopefully uh, going into tomorrow's game against the the Philadelphia Flyers they can kind of clean things up there because y- 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 you know it it's it's okay if it's just one night. You know, you have one off night. I think the Leafs have played a lot better as of late. That's why last night was somewhat troubling. It's, you know, a lot of those bad habits from early in the season started to perk up again, um, especially in the defensive zone. Offensively, I thought they were fine. Like, offensively, they looked good. Matthews had some opportunities. Tavares looked good. They scored on the power play again. Um, you know, so the, offensively, they were fine. I think they had an expected goals of, like, nearly three expected goals on the night. Um, in all situations, I think it was 2.86 at five on five, but Jonathan Quick just stopped him, right? So offensively and, and the expected goals for percentage, the Maple Leafs should have won that game. According to analytics, they should have won that game. And I thought that they played well enough to win, uh, to, to, you know, merit a victory, but like three or four key mistakes, um, you know, getting, you know, the first couple of goals where the LA Kings players just blew right past the defenseman, made a power move to the net, you know, Campbell didn't make a good stop. And then Tavares, they give away in his own zone, just literally gives a puck right to Deneau, shoots it on net, collects his own rebound, and next thing you know, it's, it's, it's what was that? Was that the 3-1 goal or is that the 4-1 goal? I think that was the 4-1 goal, and that was basically curtains, right? Like it's 4-1 in the third period. Would have been a different story if the Leafs got that goal to make it 3 to try and fight back into it but 4-1 uh, that pretty much was was the end and it was just a bad giveaway from Tavares in his own end that kind of put the the nail in the coffin for the Maple Leafs and then uh, the Kings end up getting another empty netter to make it 5-1 but all around I think this is a game that you can kind of just move on from it's not one to dwell on necessarily they didn't get ridiculously outplayed it's just a matter of the, they can do better you know they could do better uh you know keeping guys away from Campbell keeping him out of the center of the ice and they can do a better job getting to the center of the ice and you know the the the, the you know um the Philadelphia Flyers are going to have Uh, Some big boys, too, trying to stop them from getting to the center of the ice. I mean, Rasmus Ristolainen has made a a killing of clearing the front of the net with, with his big body and his big physical play. Justin Braun, same thing, so... You know, It's something that clearly, uh, going forward, this can't persist, and hopefully it was just a one-night blip as opposed to bad habits starting to settle back in. Um, All right, we will uh, come back. I'll let you know about a couple of notes uh, from today's practice, and then a little bit later on we will tee up the Maple Leafs game as they're in Philadelphia taking on the Flyers. That game will be at 7.30 tonight, uh, and Rachel Donner, And Mark Cohen, or sorry, not Mark Cohen, Ross Cohen from Lockdown Flyers is going to join me to kind of tee that game up uh, as well. So we'll do all that when we return here on the Lockdown Lease podcast. Ooh, I love that sound. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronized online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. I love how Shopify has tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. It allows you to gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL. All lowercase for a free 14-day trial to get full access to Shopify's entire suite features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NHL right now. That's shopify.com slash locked on NHL. I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert, but isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's a perfect time for built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with the coconut Bilt Bar, or go for a raspberry. Built bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. They're low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high protein, and covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is the great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built bar or two. Share some of your family gatherings; it will make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built bar yet. New surprise all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. There's nothing like like a Built Bar Black Friday. Market calendar Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your order using promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, welcome back to Locked on Leafs. And thank you so much for everybody for listening to the show and making us your first listen on the day. If it's not your first listen and or this if you don't, Listen on a daily basis, and this is your first listen. Just know that this is a daily Maple Leafs podcast. You can subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts from, and make us a daily listen. Join me each and every day as we sit here and talk about the latest and best about the Toronto Maple Leafs and let you keep you up to date on what's going on with Leafs Nation. Uh, So coming into uh, into tonight the Maple Leafs taking on the Philadelphia Flyers and I'm excited for this one. I think that the the Maple Leafs uh, are gonna want to have to come out and play a solid, solid game after this loss against the LA Kings. They're going to have to come out and prove that that was just a one-game blip and not, you know, bad habits settling back in. I think one of the big, big things, one of the big keys for this game for me is going to be scoring first. I think that the first goal is going to be huge. Uh, They clearly are, are a much more successful team when they get on the board first and not even necessarily get on the board, but actually just right from the opening puck drop, control the game, right? Control the game. If you can get that first goal, I think you go a long way. And the second one is play your game. Play your game. Um, you know, play with speed. Play with pace. Uh, lock it down in your own defensive zone the way that you did, uh, you know, earlier in the season or during that five-game winning streak, the way they did a season ago. You know, I think that is going to be some some keys to to tonight's game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then Jack Campbell's got to have a rebound a rebound game as well. A uh, couple of notes coming out from practice, though. It looks like the defensive pairings have been switched up a little bit. So Justin Hall uh, going back into the lineup. He's going to join Jake Muzzin to kind of form that shutdown pair once again. Brody going back up with Morgan Riley. And it's not Dermot. Who is going to be on the third pair? It is actually going to be Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Lilligren keeping his spot in the lineup as the third pair. I kind of like the move. I'll be honest with you. I kind of like it. I think the Maple Leafs want Dermot, or uh, they want Lilligren to succeed. And and if they want to give him every opportunity, every chance to prove that he can be a guy, he can be a member of this team and be an everyday NHLer and uh, playing multiple games, playing on the road. Playing on the road, I think, will be key for him too, where he won't be as sheltered, and it'll allow Toronto to get a little bit better look at uh, at what this what this third pairing can do when they're out on the road and don't have last change. You know, this way they can kind of pick on him a little bit. Uh, the opposition, Elaine Vino and, and company, can pick on him if they so choose, and if they uh, if they would like to do that, they can. Um, a couple other things that uh, that uh, are, are notable from today's Leafs camp. Uh, Andre Kasha and John Tavares will be game time decisions. Yes, uh, I'm not exactly sure what the injury to John Tavares is, but he missed practice and uh, it is technically, as of now, it's an undisclosed injury and has been designated a game time decision status. So hopefully he does, because if he's out, so Kerfoot moves up and then Richie, I guess, as of, you know, if you look at the practice lines, draws back in. Um, into the top six, so it's it's Bunting, Nylander, and uh, Matthews, and then Marner, R- Marner, Kerfoot, and Richie. Um, not great, not great, and then Kasha also. Uh, you know he's. Uh, Another player who missed practice and is going to be a game-time decision. I don't know if you guys remember in the game against L.A., but Alex Edler kind of drove him face-first into the ground. Now, I I, I believe I also saw him kind of holding his shoulder after that play, so perhaps it's a shoulder injury. But I always wince when I see Kasha kind of get, you know, either take a big hit or take a big spill, fall, hit his head, get his head driven into the ice. You know, he's got that injury history, that concussion history. It always kind of makes me squirm a little bit. Uh, but hopefully, um, you know, he, he'll be okay, and, and if he does miss tomorrow, that it's, it is a short-term injury, but uh, so that is the latest from Maple Leafs uh, practice from today, they will be game-time decisions, um, and that uh, that news will come out shortly, it'll come out uh, a little bit later today, and uh, I will tweet them out at my personal Twitter, at Mickey underscore Canuck, also uh, on the show Twitter, at Lockdown Leafs. so if you want to follow both of those, and I can, uh, you know, keep you up to date on exactly what's going on uh in leafs nation all right when we come back i'll be joined with rachel donner and with mr ross cohen and we're going to uh preview tonight's game between the maple leafs and the philadelphia flyers we're back and better than ever, a new web interface for the start of hockey season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the hockey, basketball, and football action all season long. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use a promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball to football, hockey, baseball, postseason, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easy way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts all right as promised i am now joined here by rachel donner and russ cohen of locked on flyers how you guys doing tonight good real good so we've got the game today between the philadelphia flyers and the toronto Maple Leafs Uh, I guess we'll start we'll start here with you Russ what what are you expecting to see
2: at it tonight what I'm expecting to see is a Flyers team to be a little hungry try and get to that get that first goal because they they have a great record with first goal I think it's best in the league so they're going to try that they're going to try and you know it'll be interesting to see if Ryan Ellis plays I don't particularly think he's going to play but if he does play and AB puts them on the third pairing, that would be a mistake, I I think, because I don't think against the Leafs, you wanna have Justin Braun on the top pairing with Pro He's done okay as a filler right now for that, but then going up against, you know, I mean, AB can control the the line combinations to some and the pairings to some degree, but uh, if if that line, if that pairing is out there for the Leafs top line, that could be trouble. So I I look for the Flyers to try and, you know, break out early and I think beyond, (laughs) excuse me, beyond that, uh just i'd like to see them not try and um sort of sit on uh if they get a lead not try and sit on a lead because i think the leafs are a bad team to do that against
0: yeah i i mean the, i think the first goal is going to be really important in tonight's game i think toronto uh you know they gave up the first one the other night against the kings and You know, when they get off to a slow start, it usually starts to tumble and it turns into a pretty crappy game for the Maple Leafs. So I think, you know, we're we're in agreement here where a good start will work and be beneficial for both sides. So that, to me, is one of the keys to tonight's game. Like, getting that first goal, I think, is going to be huge. Um, The goaltending, it's going to be Jack Campbell. Is it going to be Carter Hart in net tonight? uh, Or do you guys think it might be, uh, oh, boy, Marty Jones, who's off to a pretty solid start to his Flyers career?
1: Yeah, Martin Jones is 3-0, but uh, we will be seeing Carter Hart in net tonight, according to A.V. So Carter
0: Hart is a very interesting player. And up here in Toronto, up here in Canada, we've always kind of have an eye on Carter Hart, as he could potentially be uh, vying for an Olympic spot here up on Team Canada. So, you know, the last couple of seasons, it hasn't quite gone as good after a sublime rookie season that he had uh what to youth guys think that I guess we'll we'll ask you Rachel um what do you think has been the biggest difference here for Carter Hart this season and why is he's, he's you know kind of regaining his form that he had earlier in his career
1: I think there's a couple of things I do think that his confidence is definitely back up to where it was he looks a lot calmer and more secure in net so far this season. I think that he's not letting adversity get to him as much. And, you know, he talked about his off-season and he approached his training a little bit differently, um, working on some particular things that he needed to, but also just building on the fundamentals that he knows he has in the bag. And uh, with both goaltenders, actually, uh, Kim Dillabaugh, the Flyers goaltending coach, you know, had worked with Martin Jones and the Kings organizations. And, and that's one of the reasons why Jones signed. But I think he's, you know, been helpful for both of them in getting, you know, The mojo back, so to speak, but it also helps having a better defense in front of you, I gotta say. (laughs) Um, That's been part of the success of Carter Hart is that I think there's just a, a confidence on both sides, right, that the defense knows that Carter will be there. If something goes south, but that there are a stronger presence in front of him, and you know keeping guys away from the front of the net, decreasing the number of screens so that Carter's able to see and track the puck a lot better. So I think there's all of that going on.
0: Well, defensively, they they made some tweaks to their blue line this offseason. They they went, they acquired Ryan Ellis, they acquired, uh, they signed Keith Yandel, and then they also made a big trade in bringing in Rasmus Ristelainen. So how well has this blue line uh, looked for them, and, and is this a reason for their early success?
2: Well, the blue line, it's interesting. Um, I think the reason they're having success is that second – The second pairing is is a little more solid this year with Ristolane in there. That's a big, that's a big change. The other thing is now that Ellis is mostly there. Once he's back that that top pairing is a lot more solidified than bronze on the third pairing. He doesn't have to play as much. He is still a good defender, but as the season goes on, he, uh, he always has his issues with just having too many minutes. If it's at a point where you want to have the veteran out there and you got to give him a certain amount of minutes, then it's a problem.
0: So who do you think, who's going to be the shutdown pair that's going to have to go up against the Matthews
2: line tonight? I mean, it'll be the top pair. Uh, whether it's Provorov and Braun or or Provorov and Ellis, but that it'll be the top pairing.
1: Yeah, the thing I appreciate about Ellis's play more than anything is just he's able to just clear the puck out of the zone, like super calmly and efficiently in a way that, you know, we haven't had for a couple of years. So uh, we do appreciate him when he's in the lineup. So I certainly hope he's back.
0: Uh, One other thing for you guys, I mean, I don't think this has really been brought up too, too much since it got discussed, but... A couple of months back, Robin Leonard kind of went on a, a tangent and talked about, uh, you know, Elaine Vigno and some really weird comments. Has there been any follow up to any of that in, in Philadelphia about anything that may have gone on last season?
2: None. Zero. It, it no. pretty much got squelched. And then Leonard did come out and sort of apologized and backtracked yeah. it a little bit. So nothing. And I, th- I just found that like really bizarre. It just kind of came out of nowhere because well, he I was it getting it. He was getting it from Nolan, uh, Patrick. Nolan Patrick. So again, when you get an info like that and Nolan Patrick had an axe to grind, you know, I think that's when he realized, OK, this may not be the best information.
0: Yeah, because I found it really bizarre because I don't believe Leonard and Vino ever cr- have crossed paths before. No, no. they so have I, not. I, yeah, so that's why I found that to be a really bizarre report, but I hadn't heard anything of it. And then, you know, based on everything that's been going on recently with the Blackhawk scandal, and now, you know, there's some stuff going on at Pittsburgh. And as recently as tonight, uh, the, the Anaheim Ducks have, have placed their general manager on leave for some uh, off-ice situation that's going on there. So I, I I just found it bizarre how there hasn't kind of been anything else going on with that. But I guess it just it was refuted and kind of that's the end of that I guess
2: yeah it just it was refuted and then when the players sort of backtracked it everybody kind of looked at it was as like it's really not credible
0: yeah all right last one for you I always make a prediction based on uh, or on game day so give me a prediction what do you think the score is going to be and give me someone who might grab a goal tonight
2: you can go first range
1: well oh, I'm so bad at this game I'm not usually a predictor but I do feel like it's going to be a close one, like maybe a four three game. I think that feels about right with the offensive potential on both sides. And well,
0: I, will, I will tell you guys this, and maybe this will influence your, uh, your prediction here. And, and, but it, John Tavares and Andre Kasha were both going to be game time decisions tomorrow. Um, they both miss practice. Not exactly sure what's going on, but they I are. I think gonna...
2: Tavares is maintenance, though. I think it's a maintenance day for him. Well, it,
0: it, he was. Sheldon Keith said today that it was going to be a game time decision. So it, yeah. I don't
2: know if if getting a rest day or what. But I think he'll be in. That's just my gut feeling on that.
0: Not hope he's in.
2: <laughs> I mean, this yeah. team is
0: a lot better when John Tavares is uh in the game because he's he's playing at an elite level right now probably the best yeah. that he's ever played since he got to Toronto
2: I don't know he had he had a 40 something goal season like that was a pretty great year
0: <laughs> I know he's got six goals his last six games I mean this guy's good. been on an absolute heater uh you know fighting in front of the net I think him and him and Resto with he does play tomorrow they're gonna have some good uh some good battles tomorrow night
1: that should be fun yeah I would like to will into existence a Travis Konechny goal.
0: Is this what you do on locked on On locked on flyers? You just pump the tires at Konechny and hope that he's going to
1: break. The <laughs> he's a, he's having a pretty solid season, a couple of games. He's been snake bit. Yeah. So I think like maybe he's about due.
2: Uh, I am. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm not going to predict an Oscar Lindblom goal. I'm not going to do that. Um, how's he playing by the way i think he's playing fine he is he's just another guy that's snake bitten and so at some point he will start scoring but i don't think it's this game i'm gonna say the Leafs are gonna win four three in a shootout and and i'm gonna give matthews a goal and warner the shootout winner
0: that's so detailed i love it i love it russ Really quickly, though, to to follow up, actually, on Oscar Lindblom, I think everybody knows the story of Lindblom, um, and he came back to play last season, right? Last year he came back. This yes. isn't mm-hmm. his first year, back. How is he? Because when he got when he first got diagnosed with cancer and he left the game, he was in the midst of a breakout. Like it, he was playing yes. phenomenally for Philadelphia. Do you think that he'll be able to get back to that?
2: I think it's going to be hard. His strength and stamina were, um, were really tested last year. So this year, I do think he was able to put on some muscle and, and his stamina is definitely better. So he's closer to that, but I still feel like he's only 80% of that. And it kind of does matter what the players he plays with. I felt, I always felt like, and I don't know how Rachel feels when he was playing up on the second line, you were getting a lot more points out of him. I think he's going to struggle more on the bottom six because a lot of the flyers struggle on the bottom six
1: yeah the problem is is that I mean it's not a problem but when he was up on this on the second line uh he had Voracek passing him the puck so you know and it's a different structure right now with those lines so we'll see what happens with him but yeah I mean preseason Lindblom came into camp with like I think they said it was like 95% of his muscle regained and uh, he was pretty close physically to where he had been before the cancer diagnosis. So like Russ said, it's just a matter of getting that game physicality back that's taking a little bit, but he's real close and his vision is still there. You can just see he has such a high hockey IQ. Well,
0: I'm pulling for him, man. I, like, I, I really, I, I was falling in love with him as a player, his game, um before the, the the diagnose in the midst of his breakout season i'm a big hockey card collector and i started buying up as many oscar limblom cards as i could you can find them for as cheap as a you know two or three bucks and i'm like man this guy's gonna be unreal and well, that's that, three bucks
2: canadian too so three bucks
0: canadian thing. that's right so that's what 40 cents
2: american <laughs> <laughs> like, i will t- i will tell you this though myself and uh, a photographer amy Irvin, we also made um wristbands uh, for Oscar Lindblom, when he was going through his struggles, and everybody, we were giving him away. And we were basically at Xfinity Live every day before a game, handing him out. Lauren Hart wore one, some players, Robert Hogg wore one. And so that was kind of nice. So that everybody in the league was pulling for him, but we really did pull for him heavy in the area.
0: That's awesome. That's really, uh, really, really good to hear. I, I love to hear stories like that. Well, you know what? I'm going to make a prediction that Oscar Lindblom gets off the Schneid and Oscar Limbaugh, <laughs> back
2: net tonight.
0: Hopefully he scores one And you know, Trevor Moore got one on the Maple Leafs the other night. Apparently he had some money on the board and I actually spoke with JVR on my show Leafs lunch uh, yesterday. And he said that he may have to put some money on the board to try and get himself on the score sheet tonight. So maybe he also scores for the Philadelphia flyers, but I think that's it. I think it's just those two, my prediction, 3-2 overtime victory for the Maple Leafs. Those are going to be the lone goal scores for Philadelphia. I think Matthews gets the game winner in overtime for the Leafs. That's my prediction.
1: Well, I respectfully hope you are wrong, but uh, <laughs> it's not thing? a terrible What's prediction. Thing? Russ
0: said that it was going to be a Leafs win in the shootout. So it's two against one, two against one.
2: <laughs> the reason I did that has nothing to do with the Leafs. It's just if it's a late game, it's almost a guarantee that it will go to overtime and a shootout. That's just the way it happens.
0: <laughs> That's very true. That is very true. That is seems to be the way that happens. But I'm with you though. That that first goal is going to be key. Whoever scores the first goal, I think probably wins this hockey game. It's just the way that it's been going for both of these teams. So that first goal is going to be key. A good, good start right off the jump, right off opening draw. Um, whoever can get that first tally will probably walk away with the two points that night. Uh, Ross, Rachel, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks. Our pleasure. Let, uh, let my good folks, my good listeners here at locked on leaves know where they can find you guys.
1: You can find the show at locked on flyers on Twitter and I'm at our Miriam at sportsology for me.
0: Alright, once again, uh, a big time thank you over to uh to Rachel and Ross for for joining me and uh well I joined them on their podcast as well. There was another section to that interview that was kind of them asking me about the Maple Leafs that they use for their podcast. It's how it's it's how we do here at Locked On uh the Locked On Podcast Network. We do, you know, it's it's these are crossover shows are fun to do and, you know, if if you're not listening to to just Locked On Leafs or if you only listen to Locked On Leafs, there are locked on shows for each and every sport, team, uh, You know, uh, university, American university, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey, you know, Locked On, they got it covered, man. They got it covered. Um, So, again, you can listen to those guys over at Locked On Flyers. Uh, So thank you again to to Rachel and to Russ. Uh, but that's going to do it for me here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These podcast on all podcasts and platforms. Every team daily Leafs content again, please. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who does join me each and every day. Um, really appreciate it. And for those who are new to the podcast or only tune in periodically, how about try and, and and subscribe, make us part of your daily listen here at locked on Leafs and, Get your up-to-date, everything you need to know about about the Maple Leafs each and every day. Um, so make sure you're subscribed here to Locked on Leafs. Uh, follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked on Leafs. I'll be back with the episode tomorrow. Going to recap the game between the Leafs and Flyers. Uh, once again, that puck drop will be at 7.30. You can listen to it on the radio on TSN 1050. Watch it also on TSN. But until
2: then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.